This is 7.30 Tea with Ree. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm literally stranded in a flooding canal. He's like, oh, I hope you don't mind. Um, I invited my friends. When he pulls up to pick me up, he's in a weird-looking van. Ree is spilling all the tea. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 7.30 Tea with Ree. If you are new here, I'm so happy that you're here. Whew. Today has been a nice day so far. It's been a really good week and everything. I've been looking forward to a lot of new things that are coming up. I actually just put a deposit down for a trip that I'm going on. It's like a little mini getaway to Montauk. Um, it's actually a spiritual retreat, which I've gone on similar retreats before like this, actually with the same host. I uh, went on this spiritual retreat in Italy um, about two years ago. Yeah, it was in 2021. I went in September and I went to Tuscany and the host who did it, her name is Lindsay, Lindsay Lotus. I'm shouting her out because she's a close friend of my sister and I's. We went to school with her our whole lives and she hosts these really, really cool retreats. And when we went to the one in Tuscany, it was a home filled of spiritual healers. But that is going to be a story for another episode because that is a very loaded, loaded story. And it's a really cool story. A lot of cool things happened and everything. So I'll definitely have to um, fill you guys in on what happened on that trip. But I'm really excited for the one that's coming up to Montauk because we're going to be doing a lot of meditations, a lot of, you know, soul rejuvenating, things like that and everything. So I'm hyped. But before I get into today's episode, I just want to let you guys know what this podcast is about. So this podcast is all about spilling tea and sharing your deepest, darkest secrets. So if you have any tea to spill, DM me on Instagram at 730T with Ree, and you spell that 730 W I T H T E A R I E, or you can DM me on my main Instagram account at Rihanna Flores. You spell that R I E A N N A F L O R E S. And if you wish to be anonymous, please let me know. Stories should be up to 500 words or less. And if you want to send an audio voice message instead of typing out your story, Please keep it up to five minutes max. But anyways, we're going to get into today's episode, which I'm really excited for because we have a guest joining us. Now, this guest is a very special guest because he is actually my college bestie from college. <laughs> my best friend from college. His name is Nicholas Agrinzone. He's really cool. He does a lot of content creating. He also does a lot of filming. He's really talented. And I'm going to hand it over to Nick here. So introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. Yeah, my name is Nick. I'm a filmmaker. I create content on the interwebs. And today I'm going to be talking about how I was stranded with 25 strangers in Los Angeles. What a title. Um, okay. <laughs> so do I just get into it? Yeah, I'm okay. gonna get right into it. I haven't heard this tea yet, you guys, so I'm really excited. Yeah, I made her wait. I haven't seen him in forever. He made me wait for this because he wanted my genuine reaction. Yes. Which I appreciate because I wanted a genuine reaction with you guys. So I'm gonna let you tell the story. Okay, yeah, I'll take it away. I'll hand it over. 
So, yeah, I moved to LA with pretty much no plan in mind. I did have some money saved. I was kind of saving and saving through jobs and gigs and stuff. And I really didn't know what for. I just was saving money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the main question is why did I move to LA? What m- compelled me, especially if you're in the film industry, you know the writers and actors are on strike now. So mm-hmm. probably like, why, why would you even think of going? But honestly, I felt for a long time, you know, I've traveled a little bit here and there, but I've always wanted to just plop myself somewhere mm-hmm. and just live there and see what happens. I right. think, you know, while we're still young, and I mean, you could do it at any age, but while I have like the freedom and not too many responsibilities, I wanted to do it now while I have the opportunity. Yeah. And I honestly felt like I was called to go there. I had like a very specific like gut feeling that I needed to do this now. It was going to be like now or never. Like an intuition kind of thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was a very powerful feeling. I feel that. So I, you know, did my research online and I actually looked at some hostels, which if you don't know what a hostel is, it's living with strangers, which for many people, they, they're probably thinking, what the hell are you thinking? Right. You know, not, not the safest or, you know, most logical option, mm-hmm. but regardless, you know, it's a great way to visit somewhere or travel for cheap. Mm-hmm. So I was doing my research and I came across this. Uh, one place who I won't say the name of, but they were <laughs> <laughs> gatekeeping. <laughs> but they um they were a specific hostel for filmmakers and musicians. So I'm like, wow, like this is so in line with what I'm on. I feel like that's mm-hmm. really like it was a confirmation that this message was meant towards me, and I was meant to go there. Mm-hmm. Especially when I looked on their website and they were doing like a a fifty percent off deal. So I ended up paying, I think, only. 350 400 for the month which oh. in LA actually anywhere because inflation yeah but in LA is insane yeah so I you know just I don't know what the expression is but I just took the chance I booked the hostel I got the plane tickets and I actually didn't really tell anyone until like a few days in advance <laughs> including Re. yeah <laughs> You messaged me, you were like, yeah, I'm moving to LA. I'm like, what the fuck are you Yeah, doing? I literally just said that. That's pretty much how I did it. Some, pe- some, fam- um, some people I didn't even tell. But yeah, that, it was definitely interesting because I didn't tell my family the same thing until like a few days before. So they're like, what the hell? Like you're <laughs> moving across the country, living with strangers, and we have like 48 hours to prepare for all this. So that was definitely a wild ride. So now I guess I'll transition to getting to LA. Mm -hmm. So first off, I thought I was going to miss my flight because I underestimated New York traffic and I was stuck Mm -hmm. in like one specific area of the Bronx for an hour, like an hour and a half. So barely made my flight, get on there. But I think I watched Avatar 2 on the way down there. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic movie. But yeah, I had a lot of anxiety like right before the trip. Yeah. I didn't have too many when I was, like, booking everything. I think I was kind of, like, in that high. But, you know, as the date was getting closer and closer and closer, I was like, uh. You're really fucking, like, shitting yourself. Exactly. Yeah, I, I would be. I don't know anyone in L.A. Well, I didn't know anyone. Now I do. But I didn't know anyone 
in LA. So it's like, I have no safe haven. Like right. if I'm really all by myself. Like fully out of your comfort zone. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but once I got on that plane, it just all the anxiety alleviated. I'm like, okay, I'm here. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. There's quite there literally, I'm, I'm in the air. I'm physically in the air. So there, <laughs> there's, like, there's no going back there, now. There's quite literally no going back. For reference, guys, too, Nick is from Connecticut, and I'm from Long Island. Just in case you guys wanted that reference, wait, go oh, on. Oh, yeah, I should have said that. East no, no, Coast. You're, you're East Coast energy. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but you're in the air flying. I'm in the air flying. So, finally, I hopped off the plane at LAX with <laughs> <laughs> a dream and a car to get. I didn't have a cardigan, but I did have a dream. <laughs> That's all that matters. But anyway, so I hop off LAX, I get my suitcase and all that, and it already starts off an, an interesting ride. So this is my first night in LA. So uh-huh. first off, you, you can't just get an Uber straight from the airport. You have to go on a bus to go to a specific Uber drop-off. So I'm stuck what? here like, yeah, I'm stuck here like f- figuring out like finding this bus for 40 minutes because I'm just... To get to the Uber? Yeah, to get to this Uber drop-off because I'm incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I wouldn't know what to do. So I finally got on this bus to this Uber drop-off, get the Uber, and I'm on my way to this hospital. I'm on the way. So previously, I was in contact with the owner and some of the managers to tell them, hey, I'm going to be here at this time because they wanted to confirm to, you know, have someone on site yeah. to let me in, right? Yeah. Right. Foreshadowing. We love to, we love to hear it. So I'm texting the owner and the manager that was supposed to be on site, like, hey, I'm on the way. I'm on the way to the location. And silence. (laughs) Silence. (laughs) Absolute silence. So I'm like, what? So I'm spam texting. I'm calling them. I I don't give a damn. I'm I'm blowing up their phone. Finally, the one manager that was supposed to be on site was like, um, I'm actually not on site. So (gasps) let me connect you with someone else so now i'm blowing up this person's phone so basically i'm like spam calling but no one's getting back to me so finally i'm like damn near having anxiety attack in the uber finally i i get to the place and i'm fully prepared like i i'm I'm stranded i'm stranded in los angeles oh my fucking god i looked up the and i'll talk about the location later but there was like an ihop across the street so i'm like am i just gonna have to kick it in the ihop (laughs) (laughs) but um Thankfully, there were these two guys, like, literally out out front in the hostel. Um, shout out to G, if you're watching. Um, he actually is the one that let me in. Because I just, I literally just pulled up with two suitcases with a backpack. <laughs> like, the backpack kid. And he's like, oh, are you, like, moving in? I was like, yeah. So he, because there was, like, two, um, it wasn't someplace you could just, like, open obviously there was like two there were two um gate code things uh-huh. so it's like if you don't have that you're not getting in so, and they never gave you any codes beforehand nope what the f- they were supposed to give what me the fuck? yeah so um him and another friend they let me in and i'm just kind of like taking everything in it's it's definitely a new environment um as you could imagine. Yeah. I'll give you like a little bit of a, of a layout. So there's two office spaces. There's a bougie office and then there's a not so good office. Oh. <laughs> um, there was a filming studio. So that was really nice. Mm-hmm. I only used it a handful of times. There obviously is a kitchen. 
uh, bathrooms, there's a little game room area, um, and then finally we get to the bedrooms. What happened? <laughs> it was just, it honestly, it wasn't the worst, but it was just interesting. Did you get your own? No. Oh, shit! <laughs> we, we, we're getting there now. So basically, I meet up with another manager who apparently appears out of nowhere. I guess there's like another manager. So he shows up and he's just confused. He's like, who are you? Like, why are you? He, he was not prepared. I'm like, I told you I was coming here. Right. So he's like, okay. And he's like trying to figure out like who I am. And then he finally recognizes, oh, okay, you're Nick. So he kind of gives me all of the information and he shows me to my room. It's, I can't even say it's like, it's kind of like college. It's like college adjacent. But I was like going to say, it sounds like that. Because you never dormed either. You commuted when we were in college. I dormed my freshman year and I, I guess technically, I kind of dormed. I had like a like house a situation. Bit. Yeah. Yes. But this is like the full thing. This is like, this isn't even even this college. This is like, just, just this fucking is, adult. Like. This is literally... <laughs> I'm going to say 10 to 15 people in a room. It was like bunk beds. In one room? Yep. <laughs> I would be so scared. Like, who's going to touch me in my sleep? That you was a concern, I mean? which we'll come to later. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. So he shows me my room. Um, and I'm in the middle bunk because I think that there's a person <laughs> above me. We'll get to that at the end. Um, but it's, it's fine. Um, you know, it is, obviously it looks like 25 people live there. I, I don't know the exact total, but like probably 25, 30, whatever. Um, but it was decent. Like it was a pretty good place. So then I, you know, get myself situated, you know, I start meeting my roommates, the people I'm going to be living with. And all of them, I always, I always say this when I'm telling this story, if it was not for the roommates, I would have been out. I would have been out the first night. Well, yeah. After all that. Yeah. But I really, really lucked out with my roommates. They were, Mm -hmm. most of them were just really incredible people. And I think it helps that we were all kind of like in the same space. Like we're all creatives and they they were all kind of like around my age, like Mm -hmm. early, mid, late 20s, some early 30s. There were a few older people, but not too many and they were cool. But anyway, I guess they were having a little party situation in the game room. Uh-huh. They they were just playing beer pong. They had, um, like, liquor bottles. They had, I don't know, it was just, like, a cool little kickback sort of thing. So, met everyone, partied with them a little bit. The time change was also pretty intense, too, because it's three hours behind East Coast time. Yeah. So, I think I went to bed at, like, 3 a.m., 2 a.m., but, like, East Coast time, that's, like, 6 in the morning. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) So that was the first night, almost getting stranded and partying with strangers. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot so far. Holy shit. So, um, I guess I'll get into my adventures of Los Angeles. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So... The first thing I really did, I'll give like a little layout of the outdoor location of it or like where I was. So the next day I kind of just like took in my surroundings. was like, oh, where where am I? Um, It was actually a really, really good location. There was, like I said, an IHOP across 
the street at 7-Eleven. It was open 24 hours. There's Ralph's, which is a grocery store literally around the corner. There's, I forget what it is. It's like a fashion institute. Mm-hmm. You might have heard of it. But it was there was that literally around the corner. There was like a little park area that I would meditate, journal all the time. Oh, that's cute. Um... They had, like, a bunch of coffee shops. And they also had, like, public transport. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't bring my car there. So I'm just relying on the bus and the subway. Which is actually better than I thought, surprisingly. I was going to say, because I'm not used... (laughs) I take my car for everything. Even in the city, I never take the bus. Mm. Or the... What what the bus? The train, I mean. I never take the train. I don't know. It scares me. There's some strange people on there. You drive in New York City? Yeah, I drive in New York City. I'm not taking that train for shit. I hear about the stabbings all the time. (laughs) I'm not fucking going on that train. I mean, good for you. But that's just me personally. Because I can't drive in New York. I will crash into someone. I don't mind it. I'll do it. I'll stick it out and I'll I'll (laughs) hand it back to them. Go on. Go with your... (laughs) Love this. Love the threats. (laughs) Um, but in general, it is a very walkable city. I was in downtown Los Angeles for reference point. So, um, the first night I really connected with this dude named Juan. He also creates content online. Um, he makes videos on YouTube and he also makes music as well. So we kind of like connected really off the bat. So literally the next day we... Got our cameras and we headed towards the subway to go to Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty chill time. We just explored downtown. He took me to this really, really nice ice cream shop. I forget the name, but it was so nice. <sighs> um, we kind of just explore around the area. We go to the beach, obviously. Yeah. We go to the beach. Um, there's like a little cafe if you walk a little bit down where we were, and we were just. I was just taking it all and I'm like, dude, I'm editing my videos on the beach right now. In LA. I had, um, what was it? A pina pina colada. I had my laptop out. I was typing away, literally like looking at me. I see the the beach and just the people playing volleyball. And I'm like, oh, this, this is how life is supposed to be. Yeah. Is what we deserve. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that was a pretty cool, like introduction. And then I'll talk about the first, so the first night that I went out, um, it was again with Juan, but he was also going out with some of the other roommates. And this is where I met my other friends, Aaron, Esther, and Maxwell. So they were all going out to the bungalow in Santa Monica because G, who I mentioned earlier, was actually a bouncer at that club. So we were just going to see him and kind of just explore what was happening. So, um, nothing too crazy happened there. It was a nice club, Mm -hmm. but honestly, the DJ sucked. (laughs) He started off so hard with early 2010 EDM bangers. I was like, yes. Yeah. You know, some, um, like a G6, some Akon. Yeah, like a G6. We love to hear it. it. And then he he just shifted it. I'm like, oh, okay. I hate when that happens. It was a... You know, had a nice bar, a nice little dancing area outside. It was cool. And then later that night, we went to another place. I didn't know this at the time, but it was like a... It was a rave. Um, a, a mini rave. Uh-huh. Um, I was sober. I mean, I had a few drinks, but like, I was sober from other stuff. Oh. Other people weren't. They were on, oh, shit. like 
ecstasy, Maui, like it was one of those. At the same time? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know people do it like. It was a it was it was literally in a warehouse. Oh, f- <laughs> I mean the music the music was banging, I'm not gonna lie. Right. And then me so it was me, Juan, Aaron, and Esther, I think Maxwell went somewhere else. But pretty much Juan and I because no one was no one was dancing. They were playing good song. We saw this like table, this little table area. We just got on there and started dancing our asses off. Ooh. Because no one else was doing it. Well, so yeah, so we sh- had you to. You got up on the table and everything? Yep. I love that we for were, you. And everyone was looking and then everyone else started to dance. And then everyone started going on the table. And I'm like, well, it's not fun anymore. Oh. So yeah, that was, that was a time. Yeah. Um, time to be alive. Time to be alive. It really was. Yes. Um... I also went on a date Ooh, in Santa Monica I had a little Los Angeles little, girlfriend. A little shebang, a little Not really. thing, kind of. <laughs> you know, like you're a vacation boo. You know what I mean? Somewhat. Somewhat. So I downloaded Bumble reluctantly. I'm usually pretty against dating apps, but like I'm literally in a new area. So like what the hell? I mean, you could always go outside and meet people. That's a great option. But I mean, like, I don't know, I kind of want to explore different parts and, you know, it just seemed fine. So I matched with this girl and everything was like very aligned, I would say, you know, we had the same sort of beliefs about spirituality, our relationship with God, just, we had a very engaging conversation, which I find kind of hard with people in general. So the fact that this was happening, like right off the bat, I was like, oh, okay, this is nice. Um, So you were talking for a little bit, like a couple of days and then. I'm just the type of person where it's like, hey, like, let's just have this conversation in person. Yeah. So we went on a date. I'm trying to think. I think it's called Kings and Queens. The name of the place? Yeah. That was the name I of the... I kind of like that. Yeah. It was definitely um, an interesting title. Is it like a restaurant or like a... Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cute. I don't know if it was like a, like a bar or something or some kind of casual coffee it... shop. I don't know what they have out there. Like, they have a bunch of... They have a mix of things. They, they You do, know what I mean? They like, do... they got like... They got stuff there. <laughs> they, they, got, they got stuff. But, um, yeah, funny enough, we were actually supposed to meet somewhere else. And I, like, tried to reserve it, but it's Santa Monica, so it got booked up. So we got at this other place. I forget what it's called, but they're basically like, yeah, it's going to be, like, two hour, a two-hour wait. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, let's just let's just go somewhere else. Right. So that's the place we two went up going. It's... <laughs> but it's... um. It was a Mexican place. I got a burrito. I think she got tacos or something. It was it was nice, but it was definitely more of a casual thing that I would have liked. But it was a cool thing. It was so loud. It was so loud. Like, Ooh. imagine, like, 15, 30, probably even, like, 50 people, like, like yelling. How'd y'all converse? We literally just had to, like... Had to scream? Enun- pretty much. Like, we you had to know, enunciate. That's not like, the worst, uh, though. That's an excuse to get closer. It'd be like... Can't hear you. I can't. Oh my hear god, you. come closer! I just can't hear you. You see, lean in. Now, <laughs> I mean, hey, you're not wrong. That's what I'm saying. But I'm gonna be honest. On the date, like she was great, and we both had a, like a very, you know, we had a very good conversation. Like it pretty, it bounced pretty easily. But honestly, I could just tell it wasn't gonna be like it, my wife yeah. or like the love of my life. Or, <laughs> It was, and that's not like a, I'm not digging on her. It's yeah. just like, you know, when, you know, I don't know. I just got, you know, when you know, vibes. yeah, more friendship vibes. Um, got you. But it was a good conversation. I had fun. She had fun. Um, 
and then that was kind of it actually came out to like I don't know why I didn't I didn't think this through, but it came out to like a hundred dollars, which I was so shocked oh. because it was literally just like a burrito, some tacos. We both got like a margarita. What? So I'm like, I think they gave like ch- chips and salsa, but still, like, what the hell? That's then, a lot of money. I, I know. It would at least be like maybe fifty or sixty. But then I, I like use critical thinking. I'm like, oh, it's, it's Santa Monica by <laughs> yeah, the beach. Like, exactly. obviously they're gonna upcharge. <laughs> yeah. But I had fun, and then we actually went to the ice cream place that I mentioned before mm-hmm. too. It was a cute little date. Yeah. Um, after like a couple of days or so, I never heard from her again. So if you're <laughs> like listening, she stopped talking or her? I mean, or you? Sorry. Uh, I think I was the last one to send something, and then she. So it fizzled out. Yeah. Damn. So if you're watching this, call me. No, <laughs> no wait. I hope you have a good rest of your life. <laughs> um. Oh, I got to tell you about this. So, fun story. I actually did kind of know someone in LA. He was from Connecticut, but he moved out here like two or moved out there like two years ago, I want to say. And we had known each other for like five years, but we never met in person. I feel like that's normal in Connecticut. Like you just know a bunch of creatives, but you never meet in person. It's a weird thing. Yes. But... Connecticut is strange. It's a very odd it, it's, place. It's strange for sure. Strange, bizarre, <laughs> peculiar. So he, he, I tell him that I'm going to be out there and he ends up inviting me to his birthday party. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. I want to, I forgot where specifically in LA, but I think it was like Van Hughes, some, something. It began Van News, I don't know, something. Sounds exclusive. Some. some <laughs> when it has van in front of it, I don't know. <laughs> it, it was pretty far out. So we Uber, uh, Juan and I go there because I had a plus one. So we go out there and it was a very cool like kickback. It was literally just like in his apartment. Um, I was playing Mario Kart. I was ass, <laughs> absolute ass at it. it was get, I was getting destroyed. Damn, how do you suck at that? I don't know. But I did. <laughs> <laughs> I found a way. But in my defense, it was like an older, older Mario Kart, like some one I had never played. And also I found out that the, the Wii was like disconnected, so <laughs> fun times. But anyway, it, that was really fun. He was part of a band, so the band played. Shout out to Abe and Mandela. Shout out to them. And then I guess the last kind of like night out uh, was West Hollywood. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Hollywood. Let's go. West Hollywood. Okay. So we went to this karaoke bar. Um, the same group, Juan, Aaron, Esther, Maxwell, and a few of his friends. Um, so the, the DJ was also, I don't know what it is with these DJs. Also a weird thing about LA, you don't have to pay to get into the club. What? Which is so weird. I, I know, right? That actually is so crazy because you would think you would have to. They right. overprice everything. I'm pretty sure their gas is $7 mm-hmm. going up. So I'm like, how? No, literally. Even, um, one of my friends Aaron he set us all up with this like the same event that had the rave I guess you can like text a certain number and they give you like text notifications of like parties that are happening and they're all like free of charge I think I've heard of those what are they called promoters or something no not not even promoters it was literally just like a email or a text subscription oh just subscriptions not yeah Damn. It was weird, but... That's really shocking. I'm not complaining. That, well, yeah. You can do whatever you want. Like. Yeah. <laughs> the, the DJ kept dubbing Juan and I songs. Juan eventually got to go, but he had to change the song like three times because the DJ just couldn't find it. Which I mean... Okay. <laughs> um, 
And then my song just never got played. I was going to sing Locked Out of Heaven by Bruno Mars. Oh. And I would have been damn good at it too. But I never got my time to shine. So anyway, <laughs> after a while we left there and then we go to the Abbey. Um, I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a pretty bigger club in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go in there. Again, don't have to pay. We literally just show our IDs and we go oh, in. Fuck. I know, right? <laughs> like, even in some Connecticut or East Coast club, like, you have to pay a cover. And I guess depending on, like, the time you go or, like, who, where it is, like, they have a cover. But I never had to pay a damn thing. That's so, that's... so nice. But yeah, it was, it was a lot. I mean, it was nothing insane like a bunch of people dancing it was fun i had a fun time and that was kind of like my last hurrah mm-hmm. of like going out you know it was it was fun i had a fun time mm-hmm. so then let's talk about the crazy roommates yeah. in the reality of living in los angeles yeah because i want to hear about the roommates part because you said yeah I, I mentioned about what if someone touched you i want to know what happened mm. Okay. No one touched me. Okay. However. That's good. Da, da, da. You touched someone? Okay. Look at it, look at it. The roles are reversed. I'm just kidding, kidding, kidding. Surprise. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was, uh, and I never told anyone this, too. I kind of purposely left this part out, so you're <gasps> literally getting the exclusive. Holy fuck. Um, <laughs> oh, tell me. Tell me. <laughs> so... The home homeless people were very common there, and they honestly were pretty cool they never bothered me but it was very common for like the police to be outside of my residence (laughs) and just see like the police like either helping someone or just like trying to figure out what to do or there was like some crime happening Mm -hmm. is either like in front of my house or like across mainly through because of the homeless problem but also because one instance was, I guess, one of the managers came inside. We, I was about to go out to this, um, to some party I was going to, and one of the managers came up and she was like, "Um, so don't go outside because I just had to call the police on someone because they are trying to break in." Oh my god. Yep. I mean, I I'm gonna be honest. I was. It was it was pretty safe because, like I said, they had like that double security code. Yeah. So like they don't know the code, but still, I mean, like. That's I was planning scary. to go out, like, I just imagined someone, like, trying to, like, rattle the fucking door. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know. You could have, you could have easily been jumped. I could have. I think someone actually did get jumped. What? Someone did. <laughs> <laughs> but in, I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, no one deserves to get jumped. But no. he was, like, putting, like, his phone in their face. And they told him, oh. like, cut, cut it out. And it's like, come on. Yeah. So someone did get jumped. Yeah, not like he deserved it, but he kind of asked for it. Yeah, it's like, come on. Um, Did you, like, go in groups every time you went out and stuff? Or did you go out by yourself? I mean, I would usually go out with my friends, but there were some times where I was just like... Like, late at night? Yeah. I was just like, I'm out here. Like, I would go to the grocery store, and the homeless people would be, like, out there, too. People were definitely doing deals. I mean, again, you are, you're, like, a tall man, so, like, you can get away with that, I feel like. I suppose. I mean, I'll, I'll take like, that. Like, it's easier for you. <laughs> like, you can just mm-hmm. flick them or something. Flick, flick, flick them? Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we had that. And then we had, I had one of the roommates call the cops on the place themselves. Oh, shit. For, I mean, I don't know the whole altercation, but what I've been told is their alarm, like, kept going off and someone, like, physically, like, jattled them, like, turn that shit off, like, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> I heard, like, 
I remember I was waking up one morning. I heard like yelling, oh like this dude was going off. He's like, what the fuck? Like going off at one of the managers. And I'm going to be honest, like hearing his side, I do agree with most of like what he was saying. Cause the whole thing was like, oh, what do you mean? I can't have an alarm in my room or I can't set my alarm. And the manager was kind of having an attitude being like, I shouldn't have to explain this instead of giving like a clear, concise answer. So I understand why he was upset. However, when I came home from the gym and I saw the police at my door and he's just sitting there being like, like talking to them. I'm like, come on, that's crazy. It was just like, I did not expect it that much. And then yeah. let's, <laughs> let's pivot. Um, so there was a dude there and he was actually harmless, but it was just like the first time this occurred. It, it took me for a loop. Um, he was like pacing back and forth up and down the hallway, kind of like talking to himself. <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird. Yeah, I feel like that sounds crazy, it does. but it's like <laughs> when you're in that environment, you kind of get used to it. You're like, uh. <laughs> you're like, oh, he's just talking to himself. Yeah, and Loki, like, I'd be he's doing just doing his thing again. Loki, I'd be doing that too. So like, you know, good for him for saying the quiet part out loud. I guess he was like 35, <laughs> but he was very short too. So it's just like a short. Older man just like, doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> but he was he was really cool though. Right. So it was just like just everyone had their quirks. Yeah. Um, and then there was another lady, which is where the, I guess not touching, but like, the abruption comes in. Abruption. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank God this lady was not in my room. She was in my two friends' room uh -huh. who told me that this lady, and I don't want to make fun of her because like clearly this is a trauma response to something, I would assume, uh -huh. but she would like say things out loud like in this in her sleep and like start screaming. Oh my God. Like screaming in her sleep by talking about like very personal details. And my only encounter with her is when I was in the kitchen and she... Just like walked in to get something, and she just starts going, whoa, 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 like starts like trying to freestyle, to like rap? yeah, wrapping <laughs> her trauma, trying. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> but no, she literally—it wasn't even like words. It was just woo, 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 woo. It was something like that, and then the I was like, "I'll have this later. I'll have you my food later." So you I go in my. Her? I, I did not participate. So I saw her like going up and down, like kind of like talking to herself, right. like s saying very specific details. And I'm like, is she going to pull up? Is she going to like <laughs> say something? Like, I don't know. Like at that point, I wasn't really nervous most of the time, but that was the few instances where I'm like, Am I, is, she, is she about to do something? Right. She never did, but it was like, <laughs> again, that was a very shocking thing. Like, I wasn't there for the scream of like, she was like yelling. Mm -hmm. It was insane. Um, yeah, I think, I think that was kind of it for the roommates, but, um, <laughs> just some general information. Um, the kitchen was disgusting, oh revolting, <laughs> like it would get clogged all the time and it was like filled up to the brim Ew. with like nasty water. I cooked a few times there, but after I just saw how dirty, I'm like, nah. And also some people would just wouldn't pick after them after themselves i'm like y'all yeah. are too grown to be doing Ew. that but anyway yeah i ended up just like eating out most of the time just like because yeah. again i have the grocery store right there so i get like these like chicken caesar wraps and call it a day because i'm yeah. not 
not touching that, not cooking that. There's some sort of contamination. No, thank you. There was also a bed bugs packet. What? Yup. What? <laughs> I never... Actually, I don't know if I ever got bed bugs. I don't think so. I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> I'm just fucking like, kidding. Get out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I saw the packet, like, one of the first nights I was there. I was like, uh, oh, I'm really out here. And oh I guess God. one of... <laughs> I saw, I met another roommate briefly who was, cause I was like filming around, um, somewhere and I was like coming in or whatever. And I guess they were in the middle of a lawsuit with this place what? because of bed bugs, just like not keeping up to code with like the health, whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, um, oh, I'm out here. Oh I'm, I'm really God. out here. <laughs> <sighs> So now to trans to 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 pivot. Why did I leave? (laughs) Why did you leave? Why did I leave? Now, despite all that, I actually had a, I actually had a really incredible time. Like I, you know, I said in the beginning I was called to be here, and I definitely understand why. It, you know, it takes a lot to just like plop yourself there. Yes. And, you know, it showed me a different reality than what I was used to. I that clearly. I, I got a taste. You got a fucking taste. You, I, I, you got a, my God, you had a meal. Yeah. You, like, <laughs> you got a meal. I had a meal, but <laughs> So the main reasons were, honestly, the, I know this sounds like, like common sense, but the writers and actors strike affected me so much more than I thought it would. I kind of had the, I guess, like, idea that I would join just like a bunch of short films like student films and I was like oh it's time for independent filmmakers to rise we were not rising (laughs) um it's it's one thing if I just like wasn't getting jobs but there was just like no jobs to be had like I would constantly be like in cafes typing um like job searches um or searching for jobs like in my fields like for freelance and stuff like that and there would just be like nothing or if there were, it would be like $50 for the day. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> who is that feeding? So I knew if I wanted right. to live there like long term, I would have to like get a job, mm-hmm. like a real job. Yeah. Um, which I don't mind, but it's just like, I don't know. I feel like I was, you know, I had that same feeling that I was supposed to be there. I had right. that same feeling like I experienced what I need to experience in that time. Yeah. And that it was time to either go home or go somewhere else. Um and also, I honestly felt creatively limited, mm-hmm. which is weird because you would think LA, it's like this huge creative like epiphany, like yeah. there's so much going on there. But I think, I don't know if it wasn't, if it was just because I didn't have a car or I honestly was not getting enough sleep too. I was always waking up tired because mm-hmm. um, I was staying out past my bedtime. <laughs> but I don't know. I just felt that I didn't want to film anything really. I was kind of just... I didn't have the energy and another thing also, and this isn't against anyone, you know, everyone's on their own pace, Yeah. but I think I'm in a season of my life where I just want to like go, 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 go. And LA is very relaxed, which may work for some people, but I found that a lot of people that I was like working with or like kind of collaborating with, they were on a slower pace and like they didn't mind taking their time, which is great for them. But for me, like I wanted to be out every day. Doing, doing something, something yeah uh-huh. getting and stuff done i just felt like my energy was off and that i 
because I was editing a video that I was working on and I just look so dead. Yeah. Like, I'm like, damn, I can't put this out here. Yeah. And so, that, and I also just miss the fall, to be honest. I love the fall. I love, like, the seasons changing. So, I decided, like, yeah, I decided that I was just going to keep it at that month and then go back. And I, I love my friends there. They threw yeah. me a little farewell picnic in the park. Oh, that's cute. I know. It was so cute. I was like, oh, this for me. <laughs> And yeah, when my Uber came to like bring me to the airport, we all like hugged it out. Mm -hmm. It was, it was so cute. Yeah, there there were definitely some downsides, but overall, I am so glad that I went, and I'm so proud of myself for actually putting myself out there. And I guess this kind of leads to like where am I at? Yeah. Today, Um, so I suppose I'm you know I'm still back in Connecticut, but honestly, that that experience and that trip really did change my life and my perspective Mm -hmm. on a lot of things to where I'm like, even, you know, I'm still not completely done with Los Angeles. I think after, um, after December, after the writers and actors strike is over, Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to go back because I'm going to drive back. I'm going to bring my car because that was, that was a wild ride. Um, like drive there. Yeah. But oh my God, that's gonna be—you know what—that's gonna be kind of fun, though. Don't quote but me it is on that. Kind of crazy. Don't quote me on that, but that's. Yeah, I was gonna the, say it's long. <laughs> that's the plan. But you know, it, it it taught me. You know, I'm in Connecticut. I'm, I was taking a lot of things for granted. Like the, the city, New York City, is literally two hours away. One of the most popular cities in the world. Boston is two hours away. Ro- Rhode Island, Providence is two hours away. Philadelphia, which actually my friend Lon is from is like, what, four hours away? There's so much that I just wasn't taking advantage of. And that trip taught me in particular, like, you need to be outside of your house. You need to be outside. You can't just be in your comfort zone, you know, in the same, like, surrounding four or five towns. You need to be, you know, you need to have the initiative to drive, like, an hour out to visit New York City more often. It's such a privilege and an opportunity that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't taking action on. And this experience taught me that I need to be more... I just need to be outside and like meeting more people and actually, you know, being a young man in my early twenties and like having fun. Um, but I just wanted to leave like a little message for all of y'all who are watching book that ticket, (laughs) book that (laughs) flight, book that place. Just because I, even though I'm back in Connecticut now and I was only there for like a month or so, I, I'm so glad and proud of myself again for taking that chance because I had doubts. I had moments where I was like, oh, you know, should I just like, you know, not go on here? Should I just like waste my money and just stay safe? Because again, I didn't know anyone really when I was going out there. It was, you know, no one really in my family had traveled that far. But, you know, I, I definitely can say now that I would have had more regrets if I didn't take that chance. And I would have had that dreaded question that I know we all have from time to time. What if Yeah. that dreaded what if where you know that you could have had an opportunity and maybe it would have gone wrong. Maybe you wouldn't have liked it, but at least you would have known for yourself yes. instead of like constantly pondering of all the good things that could have came from it. So I think we have a tendency to like talk ourselves out of things. So if you have that place you want to go to, if you have that place you want to stay, at, if you always have wondered what if I did this, just do it. And I know we have, you know, all of us have like different privileges or different responsibilities. 
so it may be easier said than done. But, you know, I think we don't recognize how in control of our lives that we are. Yes. And, you know, it is going to take, like, small actionable changes of, like, oh, what job will work around my schedule? What do I need to get a remote job? What lifestyle do I want? And how do I take steps to achieve that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are too scared are sometimes too scared to do that or they're living they're so comfortable in a lifestyle they can't imagine a reality outside of that but please and even if you don't want to you know go to LA and live with 25 strangers I know I know that's a (laughs) it's a very interesting thing to do right but you know I guess the purpose of the story is like do something that's out of your comfort zone it can be anything and I think that's all I have to say, unless you have any questions I for I, okay. I have, um, I feel like you answered a good amount of the ones that I do have, but one of the biggest questions I definitely have, like, what's, uh, like, the biggest thing that you learned about yourself from being there? Like, what's something where, you know, in this experience, you kind of realize, wow, this part of me really changed. You're like, this is something I really took away is like the biggest, biggest thing. That's a really good question. Yeah, if you could narrow it down. Um, If you could, you know, think of like a specific, Yeah. what would you say? Um, Truthfully, I had been doing years of self-work. So I think, I I was kind of surprised. I thought I would have like a drastic change when I was out there. But for the most part, I was similar, but I... You know, to answer your question, something that was definitely heightened mm-hmm. was, I guess, my independence yes. and, you know, my resourcefulness. I didn't have family out there, really. I mean, I had, I guess, technically, I have my brother who's in Denver, but still, that's a flight. Like, no one, yeah. like, really that close in LA. So I really had to, you know, if there was a situation I had to deal with it myself. I yeah. couldn't really rely on anyone. And I'm grateful to have people that, could have helped me out if I needed it. But I think something that I learned about this is like, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever yes. I want. I can do. Mm-hmm. I have the ability. And that's why I was talking about earlier. Like we have so much power as human beings to live the life that we're meant to live. Yes. Because I was nervous in the beginning. I was like, can I even handle this? I mean, like I was saving money and I had enough, you know, a decent amount of finances, but it's like, LA is LA. I don't know like really how expensive things are mm-hmm. going to be. And, you know, maybe there'll, there'll be things that like come up. There are some things that did come up clearly, but I was able to adapt. I was able mm-hmm. to, you know, work well with the situation I was in. Yeah. And yeah, I guess I, I had more faith in myself and my abilities. And I know if I can make it in downtown LA, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I would say you handled everything with grace with a lot of things, especially yeah. especially arriving there and like not knowing like who's going to get you, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. That is a crazy story. It is. It is <laughs> it's an experience a lot of people, you know, they wish they would just go ahead and and go through with something. I know a lot of people, they, you know, have nine to five jobs. A lot of people, even, you know, sometimes people have texted me during their job and they're like, hey, like, I want to go ahead and like do this, but I'm debating it. There's a whole bunch of people, like even myself, when I was working like full-time jobs, I remember it used to be literally around like between 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. I used to be sometimes in my headspace of like, 
oh my god, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. And like actually not even go through with it until now I actually finally feel more out of my comfort zone um you know doing this podcast and stuff like that I finally do feel like how you mentioned before feeling in control Mm. I actually feel that more now at this age sometimes it takes just a little bit of a reality check or a little breakthrough like sometimes you may just get a random breakthrough where for once one day you wake up and you actually just feel like oh shit like why am I actually doing this? Mm. Like you snap yourself out of it and then it makes you want to just have that spark. So it kind of sounds like you had something similar where you were like, you know, why am I really just laying here? Like, let me just go to LA and actually do it. Which is, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing when that happens because there's so many things just completely out of fear. Like you said, some people are fearful of like the unknown, Mm. but when you really think about it, you're never going to know your outcome for anything. Right, 100%. You're never, ever going to know. So many people always want to know answers to things. It's like it's like if you go to a psychic. Of course, you know, people, mm. people can give you answers. I mean, I myself, y'all, you know, I told you guys that I, I am a medium. I do spiritual things and stuff like that. And okay. I, I have given predictions. I've done things like that. But the future can still change. You know, at any given point, you can change your things sometimes. So you'll never know what will happen until you try and put yourself out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. Also, shout out to Ree, shout out to your host, because I've known her for like five years now. And I've seen like the great change in her and just starting this podcast and how much she loves it. And <laughs> Just how much she's putting into it. So I really am proud of you. Thank you. For starting it. I'm also proud of you. (laughs) But no, I I completely agree that um, I think a lot of people also when they try something new, and I'm guilty of this as well, is they think of the worst case scenario. Yeah. They think of like, oh, I go out there and I'm broke and like I'm I'm on the side of the street. I almost was, but that's besides (laughs) the point. But, you know, just as much as there's obviously negative things and things that you should be careful with and you know precautions you should take there's also a list of positives and again to reiterate we don't understand our true power and we i think we surprise ourselves with how easy we're able to adapt to situations when they really are put in front of us yes like yeah there are certainly challenges that may seem overwhelming but we are more equipped than we give ourselves credit for and also to go off of your point i think a lot of people live their lives as if it already ended. And oh I my find, god, yeah. <laughs> I find that common with, you know, older people, but even people our age, it's like, yeah. they'll say things like, oh, I want to do this, but I want to do this, but, and again, there's different, like, you, you know, it depends on your responsibilities and what you have going on, but you can make a, you know, a decent actionable plan of like, yes. to live the life you want, but it's it's something you have to do with intention it's something you have to be very proactive with and Mm -hmm. you know really hold yourself accountable for but it can be done and I guess I also something I've learned through this is that I refuse to live my life on the terms of other people I refuse to live Mm -hmm. my life through the perception of others something that's something I've been very I guess more aware of of how other people perceive me and how other people how I allowed other people's um, expectations of me to like put me in a box for so long. That's how but I've I, been feeling too. Yeah. And yeah. I think as long as you are checking in with yourself and you know, look, this is something I want to do. And this is something that I am willing to sacrifice and that I am, 
you know that I'm happy, that's all that matters. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen. I love that. We're actually going to leave off on that note because I love that note to end off on. But, um, oh my God, thanks so much for telling us your really, really wild ride of a story and also all of the, you know, things you learn and everything and the experience. Um, it's good for people to hear that, um, especially people who debate taking that step out of their comfort zone. So thank you for Thank today. you for having me. Yeah, of course. But, um, we're going to clear out all of the energy that we just let out today. So... We're going to do our sound healing session. So sit back, lie down, relax, shut your eyes, take a deep breath in from your nose and out from your mouth. And I'm going to play. guys thank you so much for today nick thank you so much again for being here and everything thank you for having me yes thank you thank you and i will see you guys next week hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week goodbye